What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode. It, it's uh, what episode number is this? This will be is it 24, 23, 24, 25, 26, 26, episode 26. 26. And uh, this is a real pleasure to have. Um, I've, I've shared the story of this guy that gave me a word at the gym. Well, I came <laughs> to find out who this guy was. Shout out to Brandon for uh, yeah. which we just had on. Um, he yep. introduced me to this this really great gentleman. He is a pastor at a local church here, Celebration. He is also a university, university campus pastor, it's a, right? It's a, we consider it right now a university service. University yeah. service. I'll share into yeah. that here. And yeah. then you're also one of the chaplains at Fresno State. Yes, sir. Without further ado, he's a husband, by the way. He's also a father. Yep. And uh, let's, let's, let's give a warm welcome. Y'all can stand up real quick and let's give a welcome to Pastor Anthony. No, thank no, you, Pastor, it. for joining us. I've heard, yeah, we've heard a story uh, that I'm sure we'll get into again about you and heard a lot of amazing things about you and just, uh, you know, the the experiences that you've had, even with uh, with Brandon and uh, yeah. Cam was getting to share a little bit about you. So we've heard he some was. cool, awesome things. So right it's on, good man. to meet you finally in person. Right on. Yeah. What an honor. It's an honor to be here with you three and for you three to think of me and to be a part of what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's awesome. I'm excited to be here. Yes, sir. I really feel like it's a it's going to be a good great conversation. We yep. we got to talk at Brandon's. We yep. we actually had a, a really great conversation while you were on the way to a wedding yep. a few weeks back uh, when we were talking about this. So I know it's going to be a real good one. And Joey got to have a great conversation. You guys somehow aligned. You they know some of your family, so it's even yeah. it's even cool. Yeah, it's, it's always a small world when you when you start having yeah. discussions like that. Like oh, I know this person, this person sounds good. Yeah, it's a real small world. It is, especially world. the ministry circles. Like we it's talked true. about it with yeah. like musicians in LA, how everyone is connected somehow, oh, and it's a smaller world than you think. As far as like ministry leaders, and yeah. we're and we're talking all throughout the nation, not just right yeah, in California, yeah. right? Wow. So yeah. it's cool to see all the all the dots connect. Yeah, yeah I love yeah. it. Yeah. So um, to get right into it, can you just uh, tell us a little bit about who you are? Okay. Uh, what you do uh, as of right now? For, yeah. Yeah. Great question. As for right now. For, Again, thank you all for allowing me to be a part of this, but excited yeah. to be here. But a little bit of what I do now, um, man, I'm just involved at Celebration Church on staff there. It's been such an honor to be a part of the team, being a team player. And so I know you reference um, university. We actually yeah. started that back in uh, 2017 mm -hmm. and I did more of the groundwork and then getting prepped and ready to have our services, which was in 2018, mm -hmm. uh, February 11th. So we started university having services in 2018 uh, until recently actually uh, pivot made some good healthy changes and so as for now we plan on doing our services every other month and then oh, wow. um, we're going to be really focusing on uh, events mm -hmm. so several of the college students are actually leading these events we're wow. really big on empowering yeah uh, especially awesome. you know individuals and in next the next generation so they're going to be leading these uh events for college students and young adults yeah. and then getting them plugged in the life of the church there at our main location where they can grow spiritually be discipled and uh, begin to provide a place and a space for them on sunday morning so their sunday morning actually will be their services right yeah. and yeah. so but right now what i'm i'm doing right now i'm actually stepping into a new responsibility uh within our church called next steps mm -hmm. and that's a great way just to help people in their next step in the journey of their life um, if it be the front door celebration, which is yeah. discover course. Yeah. And, uh, then from there, you know, help them get, you know, on the dream awesome. team, which is our volunteer team. So just to answer your question, uh, 
it's what I'm doing right now, man. Just uh, come alongside to be a support, strength, and wisdom, and come alongside to yeah. help uh, people because we care about people. Yeah, I love that. Well, I'd love to ask when when did you start pastoring, and was that you know yeah. something recent? Was that something you've been doing all your life? Did you grow up as a in ministry that type of stuff? I know we've all have that experience where pastors' kids we've yeah. grown up within the context of the church. So I would yeah. love to hear a little bit about that. When I start, yeah, great yeah. question. So I moved here from Salinas, California back in 2007 to September. Our church has a school leadership program that prepares you for the full-time work of the ministry. Uh -huh. So in 2007 to 09, I was in that schooling, which I'm so grateful because we as Celebration, you know, we're really big on hands-on work of the ministry. So at the same time, man, we were growing in the Bible, growing in knowledge and the truth of the word of God and, you know, book stuff, which is, you know, theology, those things. Um, and then from there, uh, a lot of hands-on work of the ministry. Yeah. Um, so I, I would probably say 2007 and mm -hmm. then in 2010, they had brought me on staff. So I've been in ministry. Wow uh since uh full-time 2010 to now yeah uh so it's been it's been good it's been awesome 12 years 12 years, 12 years. It's, yeah. been, it's been awesome yeah. um since we're talking about church can we uh i want to back up a little okay. bit if you don't mind sharing no. a little bit of your no. story okay. kind of your upbringing yeah. uh we i had the pleasure of hearing it and uh i know you got the pleasure of hearing a portion, a portion of, it, of it yeah uh, at the gym bit. when we were uh with brandon for Wadden worship if you don't mind sharing some of that, because I believe that when you I felt God just on a phone call with you when you were talking about <laughs> your story, because it felt so real because I, I knew it was real. You know, yeah. it wasn't fake. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I love to. Uh, in a nutshell, man, um, you know, my mom uh, always told me, hey, God loves you. God has a plan. God has a call. God has a purpose. But as a young man, as you all know, um, when you go through things, you at times you can become a victim to your circumstances yeah. if you let if you let that be. Mm -hmm. And for me, I did. So mm -hmm. growing up, not having my real dad in my life, and growing up, I was introduced to certain things at a young age, and because of that, I allowed it to define me. I allowed it to get the best of me, and um, so I ran from the call of God on my life and. Because of that, um, I was distracted by many things. I'll probably get into that here in a little bit. But what had happened was my mom got pregnant at the age of uh, 16 years old. Oh. And at that time, my grandparents thought it was best uh, to have an abortion because she's so young. They felt like she has her whole life ahead of her. And so my mom, being young and 16 years old, went to the uh, doctor's office and filled the paperwork out. A week later, went back to the doctor's office, was in the doctor's room, had the gown on, and she was getting ready to have the abortion. Mm, wow. She was getting ready to have the procedure. Yeah. Yeah. And out of nowhere, she heard something say, this child will do much. And that was in that moment, God spoke to my mom, and God wow. said, this child will do much. Praise God. Well, I'm alive today because Amen. my mom obeyed the voice of God. Yeah. Man. And so from the time I was born to about 16, 16 and a half years old, um, that word that God gave my mom didn't look like it was going to happen. Uh, the enemy tried to take me out in um, different ways. Yeah. Um, got introduced to, uh, if it be pornography at a young age. Um, and then growing up, didn't, like I mentioned earlier, I didn't have my real dad in my life that I always wanted to be there for me. You know, men, they want that. And even, you know, daughters that, you know, their daughters want that too. And so for me as a young man, I wanted my my dad in my life. And I've always I was always curious, like, what did he look like? What is, how does he sound? Those things, right? Mm -hmm. And so out of nowhere, randomly my real dad would show up, like literally just show up out of nowhere. And so 
I didn't really, I didn't have a relationship with him. And so, uh, as how, how old were you when you showed up? Yeah. So my mom and my dad divorced when I was four. Okay. Wow. And so he would just randomly show up probably when I was, uh, maybe about six years old, okay. out of nowhere, out wow. of the blue, you know, and not to knock the man. I mean, he had things going on in his mm -hmm. personal life and right. he was in the drug life, gang life. Um, and so, which now I understand, you know, yeah. I have a different perspective, but growing up as a kid, you don't understand those right. things because you're just thinking like a kid, you're seeing things from a kid's perspective. Mm -hmm. And so um, uh, anyways, man, just got caught up in the wrong crowd, started smoking the weed, started drinking um, and started um, doing things I shouldn't have been doing. I was a dropout of high school. So my junior year, I had 2.3 credits. And uh, if I wasn't in the detention center, I was wandering around the hallways. I wasn't wandering around the hallways in high school. I was at the mall. I was at yeah. someone's house doing my thing, mm -hmm. getting lit, getting high, getting drunk, crazy. partying up, you know, being with women, those things like that. And uh, then one particular time, I had family members that were trying to get me to go to church. But you know how it is, you'll come up with excuses and reasons <laughs> not to go to Always. church. Mom was trying to get me to go to youth group. And here I am one day hiding in a tree, you know, because <laughs> I'm not wanting to go to youth group. and. You know, I'm more caught up with the girls and things like that. And then a cousin of mine finally invited me to go. And uh, it was back in 1998, um, I believe like in the month of January. And I remember I went and there was something different about everyone there. I first thought it was weird seeing guys hug each other. I thought it was a trip. Yeah. But <laughs> what I really, what it really was, was God's love, but I didn't yeah. understand that. Yeah. But I just remember they, they ended up doing it different. They actually uh, did, um, they did the message first, and then they did worship. And I just remember in that moment, I felt God. And in that moment, uh, I experienced the presence of God and I uh, had a God moment. Wish I could tell you three that um, after that I was doing good, <laughs> but I was doing even probably worse. And what had happened, what happened to Nehemiah was um, uh, one day I was hanging out at the park with some friends and we heard gunshots and uh, we were curious. Maybe some of our friends got shot at. So we went over there to see everything was okay. We didn't see anyone. So we were walking back to the same spot we were at and these these gangbangers were yelling out their, their gang. And then what had happened was uh, they trapped us and they're about 10 feet from us and they pulled out a 20 gauge shotgun wow. and I shot at it six times. My friend got shot all in the stomach area. I picked him up, put him beside me and I looked and the guy was trying to get out of the car but he couldn't get out of the car. So he shot again, the same guy got, got shot in the stomach. When he shot, the bullet went through my sweater, missed me, and hit the same guy that got hit in the stomach area, got hit in the arm. So as I mentioned, they, got, they shot at us about six times. I was scared out of my mind. At the same time, I was upset, mad, wanted to you know get some revenge back. Thank God my friend didn't die, he, he lived. And then from there, um, several weeks went by, months went by. And I don't know where I heard something say, you're not meant for this. You're not meant to live like wow. this. You're yeah. not meant to be this way. And the thought that I had was move to Arkansas. And so I have grandparents and family on my mom's side that live out there. Mm -hmm. And uh, at first they were hesitant because they knew how I was uh, and they didn't want that. But uh, I was in yeah. a far worse state condition. You know, again, I was a dropout. Yeah. Lost, hurt, broken, confused, had no sense of direction. I was a wanderer, mm -hmm. getting lit out of my mind. You know what I mean? Doing my thing. I was getting in fights. And so I ended up moving. 
and I had a cousin that went to a small little church in a small town in Cold Hill, Arkansas. Okay. And uh, went, and I would say for, I was there for about three months, and that's where God changed my life. Mm. That's where I had an encounter with Jesus, not with a man, not church, not religion, not a pastor, but I literally encountered the presence of God's love. Praise God. Where I got set free, and uh, ever since then, I haven't been the same. And uh, God put on my heart to go back to Salinas for my mom and my friends and those I don't know and yeah, to go yeah. to the church where my cousin told me to go, invited me to go to. Wow. So God used me to bring my mom back to God. Amen. So wow. I've been serving God since uh, 1998. So that word that God gave my mom when she was pregnant with me, we'll this much. child will do much. It's happening now. Wow. Coming to fruition. How does that feel to kind of be like probably in that season currently of you will do much. How does it like feel? How does it make your mom feel like to see you doing what you're doing? You know, my mom, man, she's, she's so grateful and thankful for her to see her son serving God now. Yeah. Uh, it means a lot to her, for her to see uh, what's actually happening now and what's happening in my life. As you, as he mentioned, you know, I have a beautiful wife and daughter. Yeah. I mean, the odds were against me, yeah. you know? And so now, you know, having a good solid relationship uh, uh, with my mom. As yeah. I mentioned earlier, I had the opportunity to bring my mom back to Christ Yeah, and she loves God. And so I know she's very pleased and proud in a good way yeah. of just seeing the promise that God gave to her, uh -huh. that he keeps his word. And it means a lot Amen. to her. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh. How long were you in uh, in Arkansas? How long did you move away for? Yeah, uh, I, I want to say I was there for about three months. Three months? Uh, yeah, I was just there for three months. Wow. <laughs> yeah. so you, you, you transformed everything, transformed three months, it, and you came back. Yeah, it was straight up. Yeah, so when I was there, so this is how, you know, how the enemy works, right? He's, he's, you know, we don't give him credit because he's defeated, but he's, yeah, he, he, uh, He's tried to, he tries to be clever, right? Yeah. And uh, he comes as a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. So, hmm. In this case, uh, my thing was smoking the weed and drinking and smoking cigarettes. That was my thing. I could have did crank, coke, all that. I had friends that did all that stuff. I knew everyone, man. I knew the gangsters, the pre the preps, the jocks, <laughs> everyone. So I could have did a lot of different things. Yeah. <clears throat> and then women was my other thing. So when I got to Arkansas, literally, uh, I met these two guys. What do they do? They smoke weed, they drink, they smoke cigarettes. And they were athletes like I was. Wow. So when I first got there, literally uh, distractions were coming. But then I had a cousin, man, that invited me. And so for those three months, at first was a little hesitant. Yeah. Uh, and then from there, uh, in fact, there was an, a, a speaker that came. In the middle of a speaking, he stopped, looked at me, and he said, young man, he said, there's a ministry call in your life. Wow. <laughs> Mind you, he has no clue what got to my mom <laughs> yeah. when she's pregnant with me back yeah, in 1981, right? Wow. Is that, oh, and wow. I didn't understand. I know. I mean, I didn't understand church lingo. I didn't know what does ministry call me. I didn't know yeah. any of that. So I'm asking my cousin questions, say, what does this mean? This and this and that. So she, you know, she did her, her best to describe what that meant. Yeah. But that same individual um, that night when he spoke, they had a young man and uh, playing the the piano and that's when i had my moment bro i was down in the front and i was bawling my eyes i mean you can come up to me and you stop crying i couldn't yeah. literally I, I literally could not stop crying wow. and what it was honestly literally like you know the bible talks about how it says the blood of jesus cleanses us mm. or wash away removes our mistakes our sins all that our guilt yeah. our shame our failures literally felt that that release. I, oh, release. Yeah, literally. You exactly. felt the freedom. Oh, 100%. Literally felt it, and 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 it felt so free. Yeah. And so, yeah, within that time frame, 
And so out of that, I felt like God said, move back to Salinas and go to the church your cousin went to. And that's exactly what I did. Yeah. How old were you at that time? So I was 16. You're 16. I was 16 years old. I had to move away too to another state okay. when I was 19. Okay. Um, I felt like that was like, a, like, I've grown up in the context of the church, okay. right? And moved over there. I was baptized at this point already. I was like 19 years old. Okay. I didn't start my relationship with Jesus until I moved away. Wow. And wow. I had to keep in mind, I'd been baptized. I had known this, you know, religion and yeah. just kind of doing the Sunday thing. Yeah. And I was raised in it. So it just became something we do. Going through the motions. And it's crazy how like God has to like, it's definitely God, but my parents listened to mm. and moved their whole lives wow. to get me out of the situation. Wow. Moved me to Washington State. Okay. Arkansas. Wow. And have that I transformation like, wow. in life. You yeah. Know? It's probably like the God did that to me almost too. Yeah. I think about it. 17 wow. years old. Best friend just passed away. Wow. I told you, I shared with you the story of wow. how my best friend passed. And my parents took a ministry role here. And then I'm mad at them. It was the best decision of my life. Because wow. yeah. I grew up in church. Mm -hmm. yeah. Going through the motions. I knew how to please the pastor. Yeah. Knew the what to say. Pastor, the, right. I knew how to say. I knew how to fake the cry sure. and the pray for me i don't know how to fall out fake and it wasn't until god really encountered me here <laughs> come on <laughs> fall out yeah. Yeah. oh yeah 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 because you know i grew up super pentecostal musician too yeah well musicianship came out here when i came over here. okay yeah come on pastor you mentioned um running from god's calling yeah you mentioned that um yeah. did you already kind of have an idea or you probably been told growing up like you're different like you're, yeah. you're a called out one Maybe you had been hearing that like your whole life. What, what did you mean by that? If you can go in a little bit more into detail of you felt like you were running from God's call. Yeah, great. Yeah, I think just part of that, as I mentioned earlier, my mom at times would say, hey, God loves you. God cares about you. Mm -hmm. But I think for me, I was so moved by circumstances of what was going on in my personal life to yeah. the point where if God loved me or if God had a plan and he cares, it was the why factor. Mm -hmm. Why this? Why that? Why? Why did my dad leave me? Wow. You know, why was I, why, why was I rejected? Why did he leave me? If God is such a good God, why, why do I have a speech pediment? If God's a good God, why am I in special ed classes? Mm -hmm. You know, if God's good, I had different men figure my life, but they weren't always the best example. So I had people come and go. So there was no stability in my life. Wow. So part of that running from God could be more also from a perspective of, uh, if I looked at it from that view, I, I had a lot of a wise and, and, you know, I blamed if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So within that, um, you get caught up, man, you get caught up in life, you get distracted. And so for me, I was distracted. If that be what I was conveying of running yeah. from God, yeah. I would say more, more than anything, they were distractions from distracting me from the solution, from wow. distracting me from the answer, from distracting me from Jesus. Because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Right. But I, did, I couldn't understand that concept because for me, it's just religion or church. But really, there's a God out there that loves and cares and has a plan right. and, has a, and he's real. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't understand that because I, I hadn't yet experienced this love that I perhaps heard other people say or what my mom was saying. Yeah. He loves you. He cares about you. He has a plan. But it was the moment, man, I'm telling you, for me, it's it, literally I experienced God in a real way yeah that it, no no psychology no one could change me no no one could i didn't i didn't care if you were the president of the united states y'all some of y'all probably know what i'm talking about like <laughs> in other words like i was stubborn i was a leader i was stubborn yeah um 
I didn't care who you were. You got on my bad side. It's on. You it's know, on. I had yeah. a I had a good heart. Don't get me wrong. But there was times where you get me going. Let's go. <laughs> I'm right? gonna cut you. You know what I mean? You some say yeah. So yeah. so for me, it's like I had an anger problem. I had a temper problem, rage problem as a kid. Punching, you know, punching holes in the wall, cussing my mom out. I hate you. Go to hell. I wish you were dead. Like literally, yeah. sincerely, mean to my sister, abusive to my sister, made fun of her. I mean, I was I was that kid where words and hurting people but i was hurt yeah. so i'm yeah. saying so yeah. part of answer your question uh me running from god was because i was distracted by things i was distracted by my hurt i was blinded mm -hmm. i i saw things wrong i perceived things wrong because i i allowed myself to become a victim to my circumstances uh because at the end of the day at the root for me was because i wanted my dad mm -hmm. yeah literally like i wanted my real dad in my life yeah is that make i don't know if that makes that sense 100 so were you, were you gonna say something no oh that, i do um the reason why i asked that and there's probably a ton of people watching that can kind of relate to that of i don't believe in this god thing yeah. i don't believe in this church thing because yeah. why would this happen to me yep. why i know we, we were talking about a podcaster the other day he's a charisma out the door crazy leader yeah but is so hurt yeah. by god yeah. because his dad took his life yeah. and he doesn't understand why yeah. this would happen to him yeah. and why he has to go through all of this stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. and like feel like god like turned yeah. his back on him almost yeah. was that ever a thought like if god is real why would he yeah. turn his back on me or why would yeah. he not let my dad be here yeah. it sounds like that was just part of the distraction that's a good perspective i would say this too if you don't mind me speaking into that please because 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 uh how can i word this because where I was at in my journey of my life, there was a misconception who God is and who God was. Oh, and so the Bible says in John 10, 10, it says the thief steals, kills, and destroys. Mm -hmm. And then Jesus says, I've come to bring life and life more abundantly. Mm -hmm. So there you got a distinction. The thief steals, kills, and destroys, but Jesus comes to bring life and life more abundantly. Mm -hmm. So the truth be told, at the end of the day, for me now, looking back, I understood, I understand now, well, the enemy's he's a liar. He's a father of lies. He's a deceiver. He's the one that steals. He's the one that kills. He's the one that destroys. He's the one that tries to come to bring distractions or, or, or uh, discouragement. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't understand biblical principles. I understand now that I have power and authority over the enemy. Yeah. Right. I didn't understand biblical principles that as a parent, that it's my responsibility to be the covering as 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 a, as a parent now. Wow. Well, growing up, if I would have known certain basic things, perhaps maybe I would have a greater understanding that being a mom and a dad is a big responsibility, but being a godly man or a godly woman is huge because yeah. it's God. God put mom and dads. God put God. God creates family, mm -hmm. so the enemy's after families. Yeah. If he can get the father, he can get the mom. If he can get the father, he can get the children. Yeah. Wow. So for for me, yeah. again, I didn't understand that then, but now I understand yeah. the importance of. I'm not afraid of the devil. He's defeated. He's under my feet. Mm -hmm. But I got to know his schemes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think what happens is my people perish for lack of vi vision or lack of knowledge. People perish for lack True. of truth. So therefore, they don't understand the big picture or small picture. So all along, why would God allow this? Or why did this happen? Well, in reality, you know, we have a part to play. We all have a free will. Yeah. And so for me, I, I got a great understanding that my choices I make today don't only affect my wife, but they affect my kids. Mm -hmm. 
you know, I have a, it's a ripple effect. So I have a daughter right now, but I may have a son one day where I may have some more kids. I got to remember my choices I make today affect my, my, my friends, my loved ones, everything, my kids, everything. Yeah. Yeah. So in this case, not to knock my mom or not to knock my dad, but at the end of the day, there's a cycle here, right? The enemy's trying to take out families. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I'm grateful the moment I gave my life to Christ and who I am today, I'm not who I was. Yeah. I'm, it's night and day. If, if people saw how it was then, they would be tripping out. In fact, my friends were tripping out like, nah, this can't, this can't be happening. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But now because <laughs> of where I'm at today and who I am in Christ today, I understand it's my role as a father, as a husband. God has put me in place as a covering. God's my covering. But it's also my responsibility as a man to be a covering. Yep. And so with my my dad, well, I can't knock the man. He had problems in his life. He went yeah. through things. He experienced things. Um, and maybe we can get to that here in a little bit. But how God restored my relationship Amen. with my dad. Wow. Right. Yeah. But I say that more to answer your question, because we all have that why, like that gentleman that you mentioned that's mad at God or maybe at one time was mad at God. Yeah. It's not God's fault. I would say God loves people, man. God cares. God cares about people, man. Yeah. God, p- people matter. Every walk of life, every ethnicity, even people we dislike, God loves them. Yeah. Even yeah. our enemies, yeah. God loves them. Mm. God cares about them. Think about love. God, love is un- His love is unconditional. Mm. His love is not human love. Human love can love you one minute and hate you the next. Yeah. Love is not an emotion. Love is not a feeling. Love is an action. Love is a commitment. Love is the agape, the Greek word agape, which is unconditional love. And for me, what's changed my life more than anything is the God kind of love. And that's because God became my father. So the moment I found out, well, wow, God is my father and God God loves me. Mm -hmm. He's not a bad God. And a lot of people have a misconception who God is because of what's going on in the world. But I can't allow people's actions and choices i can't allow people's behaviors to dictate this is who my god is does that make sense oh yeah and so for me my encouragement to anyone out there that maybe lost a loved one or someone's father or mother or committed suicide or you know all hell's breaking loose things don't just don't make sense and at the end of the day it's not sent from god it's sent from the pit of hell yeah but god will use men like you god will use people to come alongside to show them the real Jesus. Yeah. Because sometimes in life, we're the only ones they'll see that is God's love. Yeah. They that's... may have never read a Bible. Maybe they never will, but guess what? They're reading our life. So my question I got to ask myself, when people look at me, what are they reading? Wow. And I want them to read God's love. That's good. And because that's going to help those individuals, like I was the why factor. Well, God, mom, if God loved me this, why this and this and that? Mm-hmm. Well, what happened was I needed healing from God. And when God healed me, when God set me free, when I got a, when I experienced and encountered the love of the Father, the love of God, my perspective of life completely changed. Yeah. I saw things differently. Yeah. I went about life differently because mm-hmm. I realized my God is a good God. Amen. He's not a bad God. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. that's helpful. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure for just a little bit. Everyone watching. <laughs> yeah, right? He too. said a little bit. <laughs> it's a little helpful. No, that's so good. That's so good though, because a lot of people need those, like you said, at the end of the day, they're not. Re- I mean, they might not read the Bible, but they'll read us. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, uh, never even really saw it in that perspective. Yeah. That at the end of the day, like my daughter right now, there's certain things that I'm like, oh man, she she gets that from me. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, 
uh, I had said she was copying me for the for like literally an hour. Mm. Everything I said, she would say any little move that I did. I know because she missed us because I was out of town for a couple of days. But it's like, wow, she's reading everything yeah. I'm doing. She's seeing everything I'm doing. So she's doing it. So it's like, and maybe the impact that I need to have for my brothers is just showing them who I am. Yeah. A hundred percent. So that way they can eventually come back to God. Yeah. That's good. Like man. they should. Yeah. You talked about your, your dad. Yeah. And you, um, and how God has restored that. Yeah. Uh, can you, can you talk a little bit about yeah. how God has restored your relationship with your father? Because yeah. and it's very unfortunate that a lot of people nowadays just yeah. don't grow up with a dad. They usually just grow up with mom. Yeah. Or sometimes they grow up with grandma because right. mom left too. Yeah. Um, so if you can right. speak a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, I think for me, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I always wanted my dad in my life. I wanted my father in my life. And uh, throw, throw the football with you, throw the baseball with you, laugh with you. Hey, Dad, I need some advice. I need some encouragement. I didn't have that. Now, I had men in my life, but it wasn't my dad. I had stepdads. And to answer your question, to get to, to answer your question here soon, man, I just to kind of add to even everything is, I, I had, I had men figure my life, and they did what they could, but it wasn't my dad. It's, it, it's just it's different yeah. and not to knock any of those men because they did what they could do and what they did and they did su support us and they did provide food on the table and they were there but but wasn't the same my mom and i love my mom and she this is part of her story but she he, she's been divorced three different times mm. and uh, the man that she's with now is a good man and i actually got to officiate the wedding wow it was such a blessing yeah. such an honor That's so awesome and uh he's great and he, I consider him as a dad. Uh, but to answer your question, the reason I brought all that up as a backdrop or lay that foundation out is because I believe as men and even ladies, I believe we, we're meant to have a relationship with God because he's our father. So in order for me to see my dad right, I had to, I had to see God right. Yeah. Mm. And I believe that God needed to get a hold of me first before I can actually have a true relationship with my real dad. And that's because I had, to, I, had, I had to experience God's love. And part of God's love is is mercy, right? Part of God's love is forgiveness. Because there's people out there that hold on to grudges and bitterness because dad or mom left to this day and they're grown adults mm -hmm. and they're holding on to uh, resentment. And my encouragement to them, in order for you to forgive those individuals, if it be your mom, your father, or whoever that may be, you have to encounter God's love. Because when you experience it, you're gonna understand, well, hey, if he's forgiven me, then I'm gonna forgive you. Yeah. He that forgive much, loves much. Yep. And so for me, knowing I used to pray, God, I would pray for my dad, wherever he's at, God touch him. And I would weep and I would bawl and I would cry and pray for my dad. Because I wanted my dad in my life as a Christian, as a believer, as a follower of Christ. And so randomly at times, somehow, some way, I got in touch with him by the phone, through the phone. And uh, 2005, we were going on a trip into Mexicali there in Carranza. And I had family members um, that lived in El Central on my dad's side. My aunt, my uncles, my grandpa, and um, family members. So I'm going on a trip with a friend of mine to go minister with them, minister the gospel. 
Well, on the way there, I got to see my dad's side of the family. So I got mm. to see my grandpa, oh, cool. my aunt, yeah. my uncle, right? But my dad wasn't there. My uncle leads us into Mexicali, gets us to a hotel. We're preaching the word. God's doing incredible things throughout the week. Friday night, after I had spoke, we're back at the hotel. I'm talking to the interpreter. Out of nowhere, my uncle that took us into Mexicali showed up. And guess who's in the passenger seat? Your father. My father, my real dad. Wow. And I remember that moment, giving him a hug, hmm. having a, just a moment with, this is my dad. <laughs> now, mind you, I've seen him before. I remember growing up as a kid, he would randomly show up. Mm -hmm. But you got to remember, now, now I'm a follower of Christ. Yeah. I'm a Christian now. I, I love Jesus now. My mind is right. I'm, I'm seeing things from a right perspective now. Different, different feeling. Oh, 100%. And I remember in that time, in that moment, I just, it was incredible. Uh, words can't always express it. But what I was experiencing for me was life changing. Mm -hmm. And I remember when he had left, I got into the car and I just began to thank Jesus and praise Jesus. I just got alone by myself and began to thank God for him doing that to the point where the next day, the, my friend that was leading this trip, he was like, hey, you know what? I'm down to do this because they were thinking, let's come over and go over to my back to El Central where my grandpa lives with my aunt, my uncles and my dad would be there. Hey, let's go barbecue it up. He didn't have to do that. Yeah. But he's yeah. like, let's go do this. Yeah. So we're over there. I'm spending time with my aunt, my uncles on my dad's side. And I'm thinking, hey, this is my da my dad's next to me. <laughs> I'm getting my grub That's on with my dad. Feeling, man. I, oh, wow. incre a incredible feeling. That's awesome. And I had a, mo I had a moment right before I left. I was in the, in the living room. And my dad was in there. And that's right there in that moment. I lost it. Hmm. I, 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 I wept. Mm -hmm. I wept. And I'm like. My dad is there for me. The kid that always wanted his dad. Huh. The kid that wanted to spend time with his dad. Here I am, a grown man with my dad one-on-one. -on -one, and I'm weeping, a grown man weeping and crying. Here my dad is closed, you know, touching my nose and speaking Spanish because he's I'm, you know, I'm half Mexican, Caucasian, and he's over here speaking and is loving on me. A grown man and a grown man and my dad loving on his son. I wouldn't trade that for anything. And uh, it was a God moment. Yeah. And that right there lets people know that's the goodness of God. Amen. No one can take that from me. Yeah. No circumstance, nothing, nobody, anything can't take that from me. Because that was God's love showing up in that moment and letting me know, son, that prayer and what you used to pray, hmm. look what I'm doing. And God restore my relationship with my real dad. Yeah. yeah. Answer Praise that prayer. Answer that prayer. prayer. And you'd probably That's been praying amazing. that since 98, since before that. And it, it was literally all his plan, all in his timing yeah. Yeah. to keep his promise. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It, and you know what, man, and even speaking of timing and all that, what you're right, the timing of God is everything. Yeah. Um, but I believe, again, God, God had to do something in me first mm -hmm. so that when I do see my dad, um, it would be the way God wanted it to be. And um, I'm thankful. Um, again, I always wanted my dad. So there was really no hard feelings to a degree. But the reality is when you're getting rejected by your dad at, one or two years old or three years old, it really affects you. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, that's why my encouragement to anyone that's watching, I think if anything within the, the context of what we're talking about right now, I would just encourage everyone and anyone that's listening how powerful uh, our, our uh, actions are and uh, how powerful our choices are. Um, and uh, so for me, it's, it's knowing, but God can restore, God can heal, yeah. God can mend. And that's exactly what he did. Yeah. And so, so often I stay in touch with my dad. He's down south. Yeah. Uh, but you know what's cool about that is I have a sister uh, that never met, has never met her dad yet. My dad, our dad. Um, if you don't mind me, if I can just share, I, Please, just, feel like, I just feel like yeah, yeah. the listeners need to hear yes, hear sir. this. And it's it's what you said, man. When we're talking about the whole why thing, right? Yeah. So I had all these whys of all the hurts and everything, and the, the, all the circumstances. And but then I I just see God show up, and he he answers this prayer, and he does this, and he does that, and it's like, look at God. Only God could do this. Yeah. And so, yeah. so my sister, uh, my mom felt to give her up for adoption because she didn't want her to go through some of the things my other sister and I went through with my dad and family and things like that. Cause again, my dad was in a drug life, gang life. So was my yeah. uncles and stuff like that. So my mom gave up my sister up for adoption. That wasn't easy for my mom to do that. Mm. So I always knew I had a little sister out there yeah. and she always knew I was out there and she had some siblings. So fast forward back in, uh, 2002, my mom reached out to me and they made a deal that the adopted parents and my mom made a deal that if they ever chose to move outside of Salinas, they would stay in touch with each other. Well, my mom had thought they were moving. So she asked me to reach out to them, but I'm thinking I can't reach out to the mom because if I reach out to them, what if my sister Gracie picks up and it's not, it's not yeah. good. Yeah. But the, but the dad picked up and I'm like nervous at first, but to find out, he knew who I was. We had a great conversation. Good. The adopted mom wasn't there. She calls me back to find out my sister wants to meet me. Wow. To find out she knew I was involved in leadership stuff or ministry stuff to a degree. And so she's like, I'll tell you what, the, the adopted mom, let me get back to you. And uh, let me talk to the dad and, and we'll get back to you and see what happens. So she gets back to me and, and said, hey, your sister wants to meet you. We're okay with this. So April 26th of 2002, I got to meet my sister for the very first time. Wow. And uh, fast forward, um, she has two beautiful kids, awesome oh, husband. She's in full-time ministry in Salinas, California. Oh, yeah. uh, we still stay in touch. Uh, my mom, uh, which would be my sister's uh, biological mom, they have a good relationship. God restored that. And then not only that, but here soon, uh, my sister is open to meet our dad yeah. for the very first time yeah. wow. and she said she said i want to be there uh no i'm sorry she said i want you to be there when i meet dad mm -hmm. and so i say all that because that's god's goodness yeah that's that's god's love showing up yeah. awesome. and so again what the enemy meant for harm and evil god can turn around and use Amen. it good for the purpose mm -hmm. of saving many lives yeah a thousand percent i, I think stories like that is are so impactful because we talk about it all the time, even why we do the podcast is that we've been through everything we've been through to be able to help somebody else that's listening, that's so struggling literally right now in that moment yeah. with that very thing. Yeah. And just think about your sister and that's obviously her, her testimony to share, but I can't even imagine, you know, the, the hurt maybe yeah. to that. Why was I the one, yeah. you know, that yeah. they gave up on, you yeah. know, why was I the one yeah. 
why me was yeah. i not good enough i can't imagine like, yeah you're that. right yeah um, so like i'm sure that's her testimony that she yeah. can share that come on the podcast open hey. invitation. let's talk about that <laughs> Definitely. But, uh, yeah just all those little things that all lead us to where we are and we talked to somebody this weekend of uh if you could give advice to your younger self what would that be he said just know that everything you're about to go through is going to mm. make sense yeah it'll make sense it'll make it'll yeah. all make sense yeah so good. <laughs> but, he did uh, say that um wow this is he got me with the sister one because i have this not a similar story but um being able to be my sister when i was about 10 years old wow for the first time i remember i shared it with yeah. you i think it was yeah. 10 12 i don't remember the exact age uh being at a walmart uh my dad and i were getting some stuff for the house and he receives a phone call uh the first phone call my dad didn't answer the second one uh the first one he didn't answer so my sister calls my my aunt it was like hey uh they still were talking so my aunt calls my dad fast forward then my sister finally call my mom mm-hmm. my dad the second time and we were in walmart i remember my dad dropping everything and we left we didn't even get the stuff that we were supposed to get and wow. we we're at walmart i'm in tears because i'm hearing my my sister's voice for the first time I always knew she existed. Come on. Saw the pictures as a little kid when she wow. was little. We look identical. And uh, <laughs> really? now being able to be, uh, you know, she lives in Oklahoma, but being able to be yeah. a part of the, the my, my niece's life. Come on. Being Bill. able to be there for the. Yeah. Which is, I said it's just Nemo, Nemo with long hair. It is. It is. She long lives, hair and no facial hair. She lives more than you. Huh? She, she lives more than you. does. She's, she's ex-military <laughs> army. Let's go. Uh, so that, that, that right there, it, yeah. it talked to me a lot. Cause right on yeah my sister it's just crazy man like all these different uh stories that everyone has and experiences just like yeah that they can all relate to yeah and that most of the time aren't shared because you know it's maybe it's shame or whatever it is holding them back from sharing something like that but that's why i love this platform so much but you had you had some questions yeah i had two questions yeah i don't know how much more time we got and i don't want to take too much time here you got some places to be but um question one we're good what would you say to uh, the first question is kind of a part A and part B. Okay. What would you say to like a, a mother right now who is contemplating having an abortion yeah. and doubting their situation right now and having this child? Yeah. So obviously, you're you would have been a victim of an yeah. abortion. But I yeah. mean, here God has great plans for yes. you. And your mom was fortunate enough to be able to not only receive, but also answer the call of God. Yes. Which then you know here we are with these great testimonies right on you know and then part b what would you say to a person in your position i know you kind of answered like all of this you yeah. know throughout the whole duration but something yeah. like real specific yeah i would i would encourage anyone um that would that's in the same situation my mom was that is considering uh to have an abortion um uh, my, my encouragement would be your worth your value and your significance is not found. Um, it's not found in our bad choices or good choices, but it's found in in Christ. Because I find that when you know your worth and your value and your significance, I find that you make right choices. And my encouragement would be, honestly, would be don't do it. Yeah. Because God has a plan for that baby. And that baby matters. And I know sometimes I get it like my grandparents, you know, she's young, got her whole life ahead of her. But I, I would encourage that, that, that individual don't do it 
Don't do it because that 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 little life matters. And that that life has a story. Amen. And that story matters to God. Mm-hmm. That baby matters to God. And uh, God don't create accidents. And uh, sometimes in situations based off of different conditions of situations of how people get pregnant, even in those times, people make decisions maybe because of they were raped or maybe something happened. But I would say, hey, God has his ways where he'll take that and turn around and use it for good. Amen. It may not may or not have been right. We know that. Right. But at the end of the day, God has his ways where he'll take things that are ugly and turn them for beauty. And uh, that would be my encouragement because my encouragement would be that 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 soul matters. If God if God spoke up for me, the God that created the heavens and the earth spoke up for me. It wasn't it wasn't a doctor. It wasn't my it wasn't my grandparents. Literally, she's in the room, has the gown on. And I don't know if she heard she wasn't even a Christian yet. And she heard something say to her, this child will do much. That was God speaking to my mom. Yeah. And God spoke up. And so my encouragement is I would I would encourage, thank God for different organizations out there. Thank God for, uh, as I mentioned, different organizations out there that will help uh, individuals make the right decisions. Um, like my sister, you know, thank God that there was an incredible family to adopt, right? So there's so many different ways and uh, avenues and ways to, to be a support in that way so people won't make those decisions now if people have made that decision and they're listening to this and they say well anthony i've i've already did it well i would encourage them there's nothing you can do for god to stop loving you uh that god cares about you yeah. and that god does forgive that you don't have to stay stuck in that mess you don't got to stay stuck in that misery you don't got to stay stuck and beat yourself up because you did a you did a wrong thing. I would encourage them. God's love, God's goodness is far greater mm-hmm. than our mistake. Because a mistake is a mistake, right? The Bible says sin is sin in the eyes of God. Not one's greater than the other when it pertains to these things. But what I would encourage that person, if they made that decision, receive the forgiveness of God. Because God loves you. God has forgiven you. Amen. Um, and then, uh, what was the other question? I'm so sorry, man. Oh, um, it was a... Uh kind of like in your perspective so the person who kind of feels like man maybe i just i don't have a call or or like or maybe they even know that you know god's called them you know to be someplace and just just deciding you know i just don't want to go that route even just an encouragement and yeah what they should do yeah got it i think too part of that is if if so if they feel like they don't got a call is that sorry like or just a purpose where the calling on the life yeah yeah, that right there okay purpose yeah I think, again, at the end of the day, for me, uh, whoever's watching this or listening to this, every single person on this earth has a calling and a purpose. God created us by design. According to Psalms 139, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made that he knitted me and knew me before I was in my mother's womb. So every person out there on this earth and every person has a calling that God has placed on their life. Yeah. And even the baby that's in the womb, there's a calling, there's a plan, and there's a purpose and a destiny that God has placed on the inside of that baby. And so my encouragement to them, what definitely, again, would be, uh, let's go this route. Let's go this, let's, let's make this decision. Let's get, let's get in this organization. Let's, 
you know, there's a lot of different avenues, a lot of different ways. I, f I personally feel uh, that you can um, make those decisions. In fact, I, I personally feel like, um, I don't want to get all caught up in politician stuff or anything like that, but I personally feel like here soon in the near future, I don't know exactly when, but I feel like I need to be a voice yeah. in a sense to encourage and to inspire women yeah. that are considering that to have an abortion yeah. to help come and be a voice to help encourage them not to do it. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is because again, God spoke up for me. Yep. He was the voice that spoke up for me. And uh, maybe saying this a little prematurely, but that's just something in me that I feel um, perhaps maybe a, an assignment to to be a help in that way. And I know there's other organizations out there that do help moms and mm -hmm. help young women out there not to make those decisions. Um, and so, but I just feel like for me, my story would help uh, oh, help yeah. people make those types of decisions that, yeah. that God has a plan or purpose for that baby. So yeah. Good. I mean, um, just to kind of play off of that and segue just a little bit, um, how how long did it take you even after like giving your life over to God to to realize um, that you can't handle it on your own whatever that is you know uh, even for me like there there's situations that come up whether it's it's the distraction whether it's addiction whether it's a decision yeah and I just feel like no 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 I got this like I can do this on my own when yeah. and it, obviously we can't um, but when did you kind of come to realize that or yeah. uh, did it take you a long time to realize like I can't handle my anxiety. I can't yeah. handle this porn addiction. I can't yeah. handle and give yeah. it to God. How long did that take you yeah. to kind of figure out? That's a great question, man. I feel like that's a journey for sure. I think yeah. we all, we're all designed differently, but there's a journey, there's a process, how to handle certain things or the pressure of life. I feel, you know, there's certain degrees of my surrenderance to God at a young age that I surrendered it to God. Uh, and then there's things that perhaps, uh, man, why am I still doing this? Why, why am I still holding on to this? Or, you know, why is this weighing me down? And I feel like, and I could be wrong, but I feel like there, it's a journey. So for me, for an example, I was addicted to cigarettes. I couldn't stop. I tried to stop on my own willpower, but I couldn't. Yeah. And I remember being in my room in Arkansas, talking to God and saying, I can't do this anymore. I, I need your help. And cause I couldn't stop on my own, yeah. couldn't handle it. I was addicted. Yeah. And, uh, and again, mind you, I, I, my friends are all, we're quitting, you know, we're breaking them, throwing them away. And then like five minutes later, we're smoking. <laughs> right. Right. Or a, a day later, here we are. Hey, I thought you were quitting. No, I could, you know, I can't I'm addicted. <laughs> yeah. But I remember that time when I was praying, asking God's help. I don't remember word for word what I said, but I just do remember I needed help. So yeah. I called on help. I called on Jesus. I yeah, called yeah. on, I called on, I called on the helper. And I kid you not, no exaggeration. A day went by, a couple of days went by, a week went by, a month went by, months went by, <laughs> years went by. I haven't smoked a cigarette since 1998. Hey. <laughs> but I called on God. I, yeah. I called on Jesus to take this away, and He showed up. Um, to be honest, like it, He took it away. Same thing with alcohol. Mm. I was more addicted to cigarettes than alcohol. I wasn't addicted really to alcohol. No. And, and, uh, but for me, when I drank, I drank to get drunk. Yeah. I drank because it, you know, it felt good. Mm -hmm. 
for the all the wrong reasons. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, if it be the vodka, the pepper, the snob, the E and J, the Jack Daniels, the Everclear, you name it, the Corona, the Budweiser, the Bud Lights, the 40s, the Mickeys, yeah. you know? Yeah. Seriously, let's just be real. Naming them I'm, all, yeah. I'm yeah, only yeah. naming them all, right? All of them. Uh, but but uh for me again uh by the grace of god i haven't drank uh alcohol or anything since 1998 yeah, yeah. but it's because it was my degree because he set me free but for me to stay free i got to have a relationship with yeah. him does that make sense yeah and so and then smoking the weed just say I'm, I'm answering your question smoking weed yeah. i used to be, i mean get lit high chronic the one a quitter man like <laughs> man the garcia vega blunts and the the zigzags and the you name it the bongs i was getting lit high as a kite i mean we would pull some mad sessions you know and yeah you know pass it around and everything that was just my thing right. you know and i haven't smoked weed since 1998 wow. you know that's awesome um i was a thief oh i was also <laughs> y'all i was i was a thief but god set me free from that and same thing man i Thank God, man, I, you know, God set me free. And so all those, all that to say, there were certain things. Um, I can't do this anymore. I need your help, God. Yeah. And then even now as a grown man, um, there's times where thoughts come, but it's what I do with those thoughts. Yeah. Or just because I have a bad thought doesn't mean it's my thought because mm -hmm. there's an enemy out there, yeah. right? It's almost like um, if I come over to your guys' house and I knock on the door, and you look through the peak hole, if you know I'm your enemy, more likely you're not gonna let me in your home. Right. Well, that's like thoughts. Yeah. Thoughts yeah. come knocking on our door. Thoughts come knocking at our soul. Just because they come knocking doesn't mean I don't have to let it in my heart. Right. Jeez. And I think in life, I think there's times where when anxiety comes knocking at your door, just because the thought comes doesn't mean you gotta entertain it mm. or yield or give into it. And I think a lot of times people miss it. Oh, because I have the thought, I deal with anxiety. Yeah. Oh, because I had the thought of fear, I deal with fear. Now, don't get me wrong, there's people that deal with anxiety and fear, and there's a solution to that. At the same time, though, the enemy comes knocking, but I don't have to yield or give in to that. But then also, too, I'll say this. God gives grace to the humble, and he resists the proud. So a prideful person says, I don't need help. Mm -hmm. But a humble person says, I need your help, God. Yeah. yeah. A prideful person makes excuses, but a humble person makes adjustments. Sheesh. <laughs> and come on. Come on. And so, so, so if God give grace to the humble, think about it. God's, God gives grace to the humble. So the more humble you are, the more yeah. grace you have. Jeez. Yeah. That's true. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So I think the story, a couple of stories, one story comes to mind, Joseph in the Old Testament. The Bible says God was with him wherever Joseph went. So all the hell that Joseph went through, God was with him. The Bible says whatever Joseph touched prospered. Why? It's because Joseph was a humble person. Mm -hmm. So that story of the life of Joseph, the reason why wherever Joseph went, God was with him is because Joseph was a person of humility. So the more humble I am, the more grace I have. Mm -hmm. And so for me, That's good. For me personally, as a man of God now and believer, follower of Christ, yeah. I always have to, I have to examine myself. And so, if I try to do things on my own willpower, if I try to overcome anxiety, fear, if I try to overcome any of those things according to my strength, it won't last too long. Yeah. yeah. But if I tap into God's strength and say, God, I can't do this without you. I don't want to do this without you. I need you. God, I humble myself. And I call upon grace 
That's that good. supernatural grace comes in because you're walking in humility. So God's attracted to humility, bro. Yeah. Mm. That's so good. That's good. Sheesh. You have something you're gonna say? That's so good. No, there was, uh, I was driving over here just to play on that. Um, you know, I, there are times that I've even heard of friends telling me like, I don't know what God's doing and just confusing times. And yeah. um, I'm big on self-examining. Like okay. we talk about that a lot. Huge. Just like, am I, being, am I being prideful in this situation yeah. or whatever it might be? Yeah. It's good. But even driving over here, I was like, God, I need you to move. Like, mm. I just, I need you to, to move and to break some things off of me yeah. that can't be there. Then I know that can't be there. Yeah. And then I had this thought like immediately in response. And that's when you know it's like the Holy Spirit. It's yeah. just like it hits you like right off the gate. Yeah. It's just like I've been moving. Mm. You haven't. You've been moving away from me. Wow. Yeah. I've been moving. You're the one that needs to move. Oh, that's you're deep. not moving. I'm moving. Yeah. You're not. So, good. so I'm like that plays off of like that's so much of just yeah. being humble and trying yeah. to, you know, the enemy always is looking for that little spot yeah. yep. to distract. Yeah. Any little thing. The yeah. enemy learns from our mistakes even yeah. when we don't learn from them. Like yeah. that's. That's huge. So yeah, yeah, thank you for sharing that. Pastor. Absolutely, that's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, I know we don't have that much time because I know you have to tend to some things. Um, to to kind of wrap this up, I I really want to. Um, if there's someone out there that needs probably one encouraging word that they're gonna they're, they skip everything and come to the end, what is that one nugget that you can leave them with yeah. that can move them forward? into knowing that God is with me. Yeah. God is for me. Yeah. He's he's never left me. It's good. Yeah, it's good. It's a good question. Um as cliche as this may sound, I would say don't quit. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't quit. Cuz in life life has its ways to get us to try to throw in the towel. But if you don't quit, it's going to be okay. If you don't quit, it's going to get better. Uh, the person that comes to mind that I feel like I can relate with uh, is King David. And I know many of you probably can too. But, man, David Dave, David was awesome. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I love King David. But um, for him, using him as a story about not quitting, it would be looking to him. And the reason I say that is because David had a lot of accomplishments in his life. I mean, think about it. I mean, David, before he was King David, he was a little shepherd boy taking care of his father's sheep. The Bible says a bear showed up one time and he took out the bear with his own bare hands. <laughs> a lion showed up, took out a lion with his own bare hands. Mm -hmm. But the same David that took out the lion and the bear was the David that took out giant Goliath with the rock and a slingshot. Yeah. He was a man of war, a man of valor. He was a man after God's own heart. He sought God, was in love with God. He led his men into battle and came out always victorious. Mm -hmm. But David was a, was a bad man. But David also had some failures in his life. In fact, David probably had one of the most epic failures in the Bible. Remember the story how mm -hmm. one of David's mighty men was uh, Uriah. And the Bible says at springtime, the kings would go to war and go to battle. But David chose not to, and he stayed back at his palace. And the Bible says one particular uh, evening or afternoon, he's up in the rooftop and he says this gorgeous, beautiful woman, Bathsheba, which would be Uriah's wife. And Uriah, again, is one of David's mighty men. Yeah. And Uriah is at war, at battle. And here's David checking out his mighty man's woman. 
Mm-hmm. And said, who is that? Bathing. Bathing. The whole nine yard. And, and he went and sent one of his servants and said, who is she? And the word gets back, as Bathsheba, as you rise back, send her my way. And we know the story. He sleeps with her. Mm-hmm. Then to top it off, he finds out he got her pregnant. So then he's trying to cover his mistake. He's trying to cover his issues. He's trying to come going somewhere with this. Is okay? I hope this. I feel like this is going to help someone. Yes. People yes. don't know the story. They don't yeah. know the story. But, but it comes back to the word, don't quit. So, so David gets word, I got her pregnant. Oh, snaps. What now? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send forth Uriah. And I'm going to get Uriah to come and sleep with his wife so I can cover up my mistake. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. He sends Uriah. David's telling Uriah, hey, go with your wife, spend time. But Uriah being who Uriah is, his character, loyal, committed. He's thinking, no, I can't go sleep with my wife. I can't be my, my mighty men are at war, at battle. I can't do that. So you know what he does? He sleeps on the outside of the, the door of David's palace. David gets word he didn't go with his wife. So you know what he does? David then tries to get him drunk. Or if I get him drunk, I think he'll go with his wife and he still doesn't do it. So you know what David does? He writes a letter. I want you to set up Uriah's death in battle. Then he writes a letter, gives it to Uriah, take it to Joab, the commander, does exactly what he was told to do. And that's exactly what happened. Joab, the commander, gets that letter, gets that letter and says, I want you to allow Uriah to die in battle. And that happened. The Bible talks about the next chapter later, the prophet by the name of Nathan shows up to David's palace and begins to share a parable. Mm. David is heated. David is upset. David is angered, full of anger. He's angry. And he says, that man deserves death. And Nathan says, you are that man. Can you imagine? How David must have faced, I mean, how David must have felt. Yeah. He's face to face with, with face to face with the reality of his mistake. Yeah. Can you imagine how he must have felt? I don't know how you guys are at times, but I know for you, for me, maybe for you, maybe for us here. Yeah. Sometimes we beat ourselves up. We allow shame, guilt, regret to get the best of us. We stay stuck in our mess. We stay stuck in our failures. But the only problem about responding that way, it keeps us stuck. Mm-hmm. The true. only problem about responding that way, it uh, it keeps us from moving forward. But I love how David responded. I love how David responded. How did David respond? He did three things. If I can close this, man, three things he did. Number one is he looked up. He went to God. Mm. He knew who his God was. Yep. You see, in the middle of his mess, David went to God. Instead of David running from God, he ran to God. Wow. That's right. He went to God. He looked up. He went to God. And he knew that his God was full of love. He knew his God was full of mercy. He knew his God was full of grace. And he knew that he can go to God in the middle of his mess. But not only that, he did a Mm self-evaluation. In other words, God, my way led down the wrong way. My choices, my bad decisions hurt people, hurt me, and hurt the loved ones around me. And what I did was wrong. What he did is he went back to the drawing board and said, God, you know best. You're the one that's full of wisdom. God, would you teach me your ways again? What is that? Humility. Mm-hmm. What is that? I'm being humble. Yeah. What is that? I'm not justifying. What is that? I'm owning my mistake. 
That's exactly what David did in that moment. He owned, he said, God, that's me. He didn't justify and come up with excuses and why he did what he did. Oh, she's hot, God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We all can't, right? Let's be real, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, Lord, I couldn't handle myself. Well, we, I mean, all these reasons, excuses, but yeah. David didn't come up with excuses. He, right. did, he owned his dysfunction. Yes. yes. He owned it. He looked within and did a self-evaluation. Yeah. Yeah. But lastly, what he did was he looked ahead. He said, I'm going to believe again. I'm going to obey again. And I'm going to have joy again. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to dream again. In other words, God, I'm not going to look in my past anymore. I'm not going to stay stuck in my failures anymore. I'm not going to stay stuck in my regrets anymore. But I'm going to move forward. And I'm going to believe again. Though the righteous fall seven times, they get back up. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question, man of God, that would be my encouragement to anyone that's listening. In life, as a believer, as a follower of Christ, don't quit. Because he never quitted on us. He never get, Jesus never gave up on us. He loves us. He cares about us. And I would say your story matters. That's why I would say don't quit because David said, Lord, this is what David said in Psalms. He said, he said, Lord, I will allow this experience to help someone else out. So I would say to anyone that's listening, even us young men here, y'all young, y'all younger than me. (laughs) Uh, My encouragement to you all and those that are watching is, is learn the life from from other people but learn the life what i'm sharing about the life of david yeah and and learn the fact that hey listen god will seize your story your story yeah. matters to god That's if true. you don't quit if you don't give up someone needs to hear your story yep. someone needs to hear your story because your story is going to help someone come to jesus mm-hmm. my situation yeah my mom was gonna have an abortion why because my grandparents told her to <laughs> we'll find out in the future here i am a pastor Love God, love people. I'm not perfect. I'm far from perfect. I'm over here working out at the gym. And I get a text from my mom saying, your grandpa's not doing well. He's in the hospital. So I tell my leadership what's going on. And I went over there in Salinas. And he knows I'm coming to pray with him. My grandma knows I'm coming to pray for him. And right when I get into the hospital, there's my my grandma crying. And I look and there's my grandpa and he's dying. And I'm praying and I'm believing God for a miracle for God to turn the situation around. And as I'm praying, I said, hey, Grandpa, say this after me. I said, say this with me. And he asked Jesus as his Savior. Wow. Amen. Watch wow. this. The very person that thought it was best for my mom to have an abortion, the very person that thought it was best for me to die, God used me to bring him to Jesus. Yes. Come on. That's Damn, a full, full circle. Full circle. Yeah. So, so my encouragement to anyone out, don't quit. Don't give up. Your story matters to God. God don't create accidents. God created us on purpose for a purpose. Listen, perspective is everything. Yeah. Let me say that perspective is everything. Yeah. If you have the right God perspective, you'll begin to see life completely different because I got to remember, God did not create me to live on earth for me. God created me for the purpose of serving people. Yeah. God put talents and gifts and abilities on the inside of us so that I don't live for me. I'm not called to to live for me. I'm called to live for people. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son that whosoever believe in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. God died for me. God died for humanity. And God sent me into the earth to show his love. God sent me in the earth to bring people to Jesus. We're called to populate heaven, y'all. 
Amen. This podcast that you're doing is for the purpose to advance the kingdom of God. Yeah. Sir. What you're doing is reaching people perhaps that are far from God that ha want nothing with church. Right. But you got creative and you're doing what you're doing for the purpose of reaching people. Mm -hmm. So why not use your story? Why not use your gift? Why not use the talents and abilities that God's put on the inside of us for the purpose of advancing the kingdom of God? Yes, sir. So for me, what fuels me is people. What fuels me because yep. I'm in love with God and I love people. Amen. I do what I do because I love God. I do what I do because he first loved me. Amen. I don't do this for a title. I don't do this for a position. I do this because he set me free. Mm -hmm. I, I share the gospel. I share the word on the streets wherever I go. I share the word with my brother here that I had no clue what was going on in his life, but God knew. He <laughs> told me straight up. He said, hey, man. He told me afterwards, man, I had a, I, I, I received a bad conversation over the phone. And then here he comes walking down the steps at yeah. the gym. And I said, whatever I said, I don't even remember, but God remembers. But I'm just being obedient to what God put in my heart to say. But God yeah. knew he needed that. Because wow. I understand I'm not here for me. I'm here for you. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, so in all in all, like we have to remember why we're here. Yeah. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here for the purpose to advance the kingdom. I'm, I'm here to be the dad that God called me to be for my daughter. I'm here to be the husband that God has called me to be for my wife. And my encouragement to anyone out there, stop becoming a, listen, stop being a victim to your circumstances. Please. Anyway, we all can come up with excuses and reasons, this and this and that, why I'm like this and why I do this. We all, we all can sit here and talk about our problems and we all can be victim to our circumstances. Oh, yeah. Why not allow what you've been through and gone through and what's going on in your own personal life? And why won't you just allow God to be God and let God do what only God can do and let God flow in you and through you? Because it's about your mom, it's about your dad, it's about your neighbor, it's about your coworker, it's about your loved ones. And at the end of the day, we're called here to show and share Jesus. Amen. And so Amen. I'm, I'm gonna take my story. And listen, y'all, I'm gonna take my story. For the purpose of advancing the kingdom. That's right. Let's go. Your yeah. story. Your story. Your story matters. Yeah. Yes, yeah. sir. Man, wow. that is so good. <laughs> Does that make sense? Right so, so that that right there. I know I'm going, man. But that. No, you're don't, good. You're don't, good. Listen. Don't quit. Don't yeah. quit. Don't throw in the. T listen. Don't throw in the towel. Don't quit. Don't give up. Get back up. <laughs> get back up. Yeah. Just get back up. There's no guilt and condemnation for those in Christ. We all make mistakes, but get back up. Yeah. Just get back up, move forward, make the adjustment, get back up, move forward, have a relationship with God, love God, love people, make, know him and make him known. Yes, you know? sir. Man. <laughs> All right. Can we end this in a different way? Please. Can you, uh, can you pray over the yes, podcast pray. and pray and then we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll end it like that? Yeah, 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 absolutely. I'm going to pray and perhaps maybe you're watching and maybe they never given their life to Christ. Yeah. And maybe you're listening, you're far from God. And maybe you've been questioning. Maybe you've been asking yourself, does this God really love me? Does this God really care about me? Maybe you're there and you're questioning your faith in, in God, questioning Christianity. I want you to know God hasn't given up on you. He loves you. He cares about you. He's not done with you. Maybe you're watching and you're listening and you're hurt and you're broken and you're confused and you want to give up on life. I want you to know God loves you. He cares about you. Maybe you're here and things just don't make sense. He died for you. He laid his life down for you. He loves you. He cares about you. Maybe you're here and you want to commit suicide and you're watching this video. And because you watched this video, you're making that decision. You're not going to kill yourself because you realize how much God loves you and how he has a plan. The Bible says it like this. All that call upon the name of the Lord 
will be saved. Amen. And maybe you've never given your life to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or maybe at one time you did give your life to Christ. I want to give you this opportunity real quick. As I pray, I would love for you to pray this prayer with me. Don't just say it, but mean it from your heart. Say this with me. Say, Jesus, Jesus. I, believe I believe you died on the cross and rose on the third day. I ask you to be my Lord, to be my Savior. Forgive me of all of my sins. I ask you to make me brand new in Jesus' name. I'm going to pray real quick. Father, I just pray for every person that is listening to this. I pray that the love of God, the goodness of God, the presence of who you are, God, would bring true life change wherever they're watching from. God, you care. God, you see. God, I pray for healing. I pray for restoration. God, I pray for loved ones that lost loved ones. I pray for healing and restoration. God, I pray right now for the person that's watching this right now that wants to give up on life. God, let them know that you love them and the best is yet to come. God, right now I pray and I ask, Lord, as these three young men keep doing what they're doing, God, for your purpose, your assignment, that you would continue to work in them and through them as different individuals come on from different walks of life. May they continue to show your love to them and may they continue to be equipped with what you have put in them for the purpose of advancing the kingdom of God. And again, Lord, those that are watching, God, I pray for marriages, I pray for families. I pray for fathers and mothers. I pray for sisters and brothers and aunts and uncles. I just declare by the authority of Jesus Christ that God's healing power is healing your emotions right now. That God is not mad at you, but God is madly in love with you. Amen. That he loves you and he cares about you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. and amen. So good. The Bible says, if, you know, if you gave your life to God, man, all of heaven is rejoicing right now. Yep. So praise God for that, man, for making that step, you know, following Jesus. Thank you, Pastor Anthony. Thank you, Pastor. Thank Welcome. You so much. Thanks for allowing me to be a part. Thank you. It's an honor so to be a part of this. Thank, Thank you, sir. We need to have him back from part two. We can talk I was about, about to say, we're going to. Yes, sir. We yeah, I want to talk more about, and obviously not now, but next steps. If you gave your life to God, what's the next what's step look in your like? life? Yeah. And that's what you guys are doing. They're yeah. a celebration. And you're yeah. part of that ministry. So, yeah. man. That's so a great good. idea. Like to just talk about what's some fundamental things Absolutely. that someone can kind of apply to their life. Yeah. Like they just gave their life to Christ today. Yeah. Now what's next? I agree. That would be a great. Well, that would, we have to have a part yeah. two, man. Yeah. I would Please. love, honestly, that would be Please. something that I would love to be a part. That would be an honor because I already have some thoughts as you guys are sharing. Yeah. Because that's part of our journey mm -hmm. of next steps um, that help you don't quit, help you not to give up, help you what to do next. Exactly. So absolutely. I exactly. love Because I'm grateful for the local church. I'm a believer the local church exists to help you live the life that God's called you to live. Mm, that's right. And to know him and to make him known. So I would, yeah, that would be an honor because be I think it would be helpful. Be a good one. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for watching. Show us pastor some love. Drop us a comment. Hit the like button there. If you're not, if you're not subscribing, what are you doing, bro? Come on. But thank you guys for watching. We'll catch you in the next one. See you guys. Peace.